The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Pro Show. Yours truly, Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Uh, so excited for another year. The last couple episodes, um, you know, it's kind of the Golden Nuggets episode, talking about the vision that I have for the podcast in 2021. Uh, two weeks ago, and just really excited for the next group of guests and kind of just things that I'm going to keep similar, things I'm going to change for the podcast. Uh, it's something that I've really enjoyed over the last year doing, so really excited to do it for another year and thankful for you know everyone um, you know that spends their time you know listening to the show that really appreciate all of you as well. Today's episode, oh man, I'm excited for it. Uh, an individual that I haven't really talked too much, you know, in the last several years, but a very good friend of mine, and I'm really, really excited to hear the insight that he has, um, and just kind of dive into, you know, his journey and where he's at now. Um, and I know that he is somebody that thinks big picture, um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure that he's going to be somebody that's going to have great goals, and you know how he is actively trying to reach out to those. So today I have on Christian Barheit. Christian, how's it going, man? Hey Dom, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for for having me on. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, excited. of course, dude. It, of course. Uh, I I was sharing with you know Christian before. I I have a list of people and kind of goals of people that you know I would love to reach out to and you know have on the podcast. And you were somebody from your LinkedIn page. You had a um, you have a website, or I think had you had a website uh, that you kind of had like blogs. And you know, post and motivational type things and writings that you put on this website, and I absolutely loved it. I remember reading through it. And I was like, dude, this is this is the type of guy I want to have on the show, man. Like, this is somebody that, uh, yeah, just absolutely love what you were doing with that, um, and that inspired me. And you know, that's why I really wanted to bring you on the show. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, that that uh, website is still out there. Um, it's eternalinvestment.co. Um, I just, I don't have it on my LinkedIn anymore because I haven't updated it in a while, but there are still some posts out there and some, some cool uh, resources um, for anyone who wants to get connected with those. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's just kind of start uh, with a couple rapid questions initially, you know, just, um, you know, for any listeners so they can get to learn to know you. Who is Christian Barheit? Where is he from? Um, you know, it's kind of basic and fun facts. So that's where we're going to start right off the bat. Where were you born slash like where do you live at right now, Christian? Yeah, so I was born in Adrian, Michigan, but I've never lived in Michigan. Um, I live in Archbold, Ohio, and uh, that's pretty much where I've lived most of my life, that whole area, Archbold, Wasion area. And where'd you go to high school at? I went to high school at Pettisville High School. <laughs> oh, actually, maybe, uh, we're the Blackbirds, man. Caw, 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 caw. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you know I originally knew Kristen. Went to high school together. Um, 
Yeah, and just kind of hung out and we're friends from high school. Uh, what is your favorite sport? And within that sport, who is your favorite team? Uh, so my favorite sport is baseball, and I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. Tigers. Nice, man. They've been – baseball hasn't been too well for the Tigers. Uh, recently. Tigers <laughs> yeah. and Indians yeah. are on the downhill now too. Join it. That's true. <laughs> that the rebuild process just takes quite a while in baseball. Yeah, it really does. It does. But I, I'm still I'm not one of those fair weather fans. I'm I'm still a Tigers fan, regardless of being some of the worst teams <laughs> team in baseball the last few years. So. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love the loyalty. Love the you know, that's when you know I'm a big Cleveland sports fan. So when LeBron left the first time, I was so upset at all the people that just jumped ship and said, I'm a Miami fan. I'm going to Miami. And I'm like, what? I'm like, guys, we've all been in this together for the last, like, 10 years. And then you just jump ship the day that LeBron says he's leaving. But, no, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. A loyal Tigers fan. Um, last rapid question for you is, what is a hobby of yours? What do you enjoy to do? Um, I've got a couple of them, but I, I enjoy uh, playing board games. Um, I also enjoy reading, um, and you know I do like video games too. So nice. So Is there a go-to board game? Sports competition. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, my favorite right now is probably Settlers of Catan: uh, Cities and Knights expansion. Cities so and Knights expansion. Is that? Uh, yeah. I think. I mean, I've played Settlers of Catan. I don't know if I have the Cities and Knights. Is that two separate games, or you're saying that's like the same game? No, it, it's one game, but it's it's an add-on, so it adds a bunch of different uh, oh. layers to the the original Catan game. So, huh. it's pretty fun. Yeah, that is cool. Makes it a little more makes it a little more challenging. Huh, that's awesome. Um, so to get into kind of professional wise and career wise for us, um, can you kind of start by just telling us like where are you at today? Um, you know, it's kind of potentially like a title and a short summary of what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So uh, I actually um, am running my own company, uh, Bar Height Corporate Services, with my wife. Um, I do bookkeeping services for a number of clients, and then we also have uh, we do search engine optimization writing, so like blog posts and social media posts and stuff. Um, which that side of it, my wife manages, um, and we have multiple clients for that too. So, cool. Um, I also, I also do a little bit of uh, project managing for for one of my clients that I have. So, working work a lot of hours um, for him doing doing some project managing as well. Nice. So now that we know what you're doing today, let's kind of take a, a step back. Let's go back a couple years ago, more than a couple years ago. 18 years old, Christian Barheit. And at that time, what would you say your career goals were? Um, I really only had one, and that was to play baseball. Play baseball. <laughs> um, it was to play baseball. I was going to – that. I think, I, yeah, that would have been my senior year of high school. I was going to play baseball in college. Um I was going to, at the time, I was leaning, studying to be a pastor, actually, and playing baseball. Um, ended up not not going down that path. Um, and so I ended up at 
a community college. Mostly, so basically, I could have went and played baseball, and I could have studied to be a pastor. And the reason why I decided not to was I didn't want to uh, get into student loans. So that hmm. that was the decision that made me go a different direction. Um, and I definitely think it was a, a God thing. God was directing me away from that. But um, I didn't see that at the time. But when I was 18, that's that's what I was focused on, was I was going to go play baseball. And so that, that world kind of got rocked, and I ended up at a community college, uh, Northwest State Community College, um, without really a clear career goal because, you know, my goal had been to play baseball. <laughs> so... So that's a pretty, especially, you know, at 18 years old, that's a pretty big decision, and especially a very responsible decision, you know, to look at, uh, you know, that long term, but okay, the student loans versus, you know, playing a game of baseball that you love, that you enjoy, and having that opportunity for four years versus, you know, the student loans that come with it. Uh, was there something that, an event that kind of hit you and made you realize this or were, you know, like parents, family members, friends, like what kind of made you have this change of heart when you were at 18? Yeah. So, um, my parents told me and my siblings that, um, they were not going to, um, pay for our college. It was going to be up to us to, to pay for the college. And so at the time, um, I had a lot of, interest to from many different schools to play baseball um, but I was what was called a late bloomer so I really didn't start mm -hmm. showing a lot of college potential well I still didn't I didn't it wasn't attracting a lot of college potential until my senior year and pretty much all the schools that were interested in me had already given out their scholarship money a year or two before um, so they were, you know, they were going to try to get me in and try to get me some scholarships on academics and whatnot. But there was not going to be significant financial help from from playing baseball. So basically, it was my dad and I sitting down and figuring out the cost of tuition at these schools um, with the, you know, amount of money that was going to be needed and basically just looking at how much money I had, how much money was going to be needed, and uh, just deciding I did not want to go down the path of, of a lot of debt just to play baseball. That's how I saw it in my mind. It was like, okay, I really want to play baseball. I don't, you know, I'm not, not thinking this direction as much for a career path, more just to, to play baseball. I was like, is it worth, you know, the, the tens of, multi tens of thousands of dollars to play baseball and not necessarily have a set career path or know what I was going to, going to do or want to do long-term uh, and how I was going to pay that debt off. So, so that's really just, just sitting down and looking at the numbers and kind of hit me like, wow, this is, this is real money. It's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, it's just not, not just numbers on paper. It's, I, I actually have to pay this if I want to go this route. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just monopoly money. Uh, it, you know, right, it's something exactly. you have to pay back. Um, man, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. You know, hearing how you and your dad went through that, uh, you know, process together, and you know, uh, really thinking about that again. That is so rare for you know some a senior in high school to say you know look at the X and O's and say is it worth this much money to, you know, get a college degree, but then on top of it, you know, in your case to, do I want to play baseball? 
for these four years? And is it worth X amount of dollars in order to play this game that I do love and I do enjoy? That is not a, you know, I mean, I don't have statistics or numbers, but I feel like that is not a, uh, a popular route right now. Like, was that a difficult decision for you to make? Or do you feel like once you saw the numbers, you pretty quickly said, yeah, this is not something that I want to do and don't think it's what's best for me and my long-term interest? Uh, no, it wasn't a quick decision, I would say, because I, I was determined to go that route. So, you know, I kept trying to talk to other schools and trying to get get scholarships, but, but the scholarship money just wasn't there. Um, huh. So once, once I kind of ran down the path of the scholarship money is not there, um, I hadn't committed to a school. I mean, I hadn't I had uh, I could have signed letters of intent to play, but I hadn't um, because I was still trying to find you know so I was trying to find a school that would pay for for me to go play right. there. Um, and so late, it was pretty late into the the spring of graduation. I think it was like the the last few weeks was when I kind of decided okay, right right before graduating was kind of like okay. Uh, that this doesn't look like it's going to work out, and I'm not I'm not willing to to go pay all this money and put myself mm. into into this debt to play play a sport that you know I didn't plan to get injured, but if I got injured, you know, and couldn't play, if I got injured my freshman or sophomore year or whatever, and couldn't play, I that debt's still there, and that you know I didn't have I'd be working towards a degree, but but not necessarily with a, a plan of how to make money when I came out of college. So <laughs> um, for sure, that's pretty much what made the, the decision and, and a lot of praying and just, just, okay, Lord, um, this has been my plan. I thought it was your plan, but all these doors keep closing because I want to do this without mm. debt. So are you redirecting me and just, you know, felt like every, every new opportunity that I tried to chase down, just something didn't work out. So felt like uh, God was, was trying to tell me too, that, that it wasn't his plan for my life. Hmm, that is awesome. That is a cool story. So then you go to Northwest, uh, Northwest State Community College. You said you necessarily didn't really know at first what you wanted to do when you go there. Like, were you just taking gen eds and found a class of something that, you know, really sparked an interest or, you know, at what point did you, um, you know, specialize or kind of figure out, you know what, this is the route. Uh, you know, I don't really want the medical field. I want to go, you know, I mean, right now, you know, we figured out that you're an entrepreneur starting your own business. So obviously you end up kind of going business at some point, but how did you figure that out that path? Yeah. So, uh, well, I definitely knew I did not want to go in the medical field. That was, that was for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I think it was a week or two actually before graduation that I went into Northwest state and, and I was like, okay, I got to sign up for, to go here. Um, and I had been taking college credit plus classes. I think it's called something different now, but basically mm -hmm. in high school, I was taking classes through them already and getting college credit. And at the time I was just doing gen eds. Um, so I went in there and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I knew that general business, you know, doing just, just some sort of business management, it, it would be a, would be a good get my feet wet, kind of explore different areas of the business world um, that could lead me to a lot of other open doors. So, so I knew I wanted to do that. Um, 
and then I also had an interest in human resource management um, because I liked uh, relationships and dealing with people. And at the time, I was actually working at uh, Dairy Queen and Napoleon. I don't remember if I was running it then or if I was just a supervisor at the time. But I was I was really enjoying uh, I was really enjoying working there and and managing the uh, the people and the relationships and. Um, I was involved in, I was doing hiring and scheduling and stuff. So I was already kind of doing a little bit of that stuff. So that was something that interests me. So I ended up going in and looking at the course requirements and saw that they were pretty similar. It would take me, um, I think it was a semester extra to double major and do both um, and get both degree associate's degrees in those. So that's the route I went and signed up for, for business management and then human resource management. Nice. Um, so you end up getting your degree, you know, in business. Is that what you ended up graduating in then? Was with like a human yeah. resource type degree? Yeah. So I got I got a business management degree and a human resource management degree. Okay. So you get the degree. You know, you graduate. You have that experience at Dairy Queen. Uh, you know, at that point, then what was kind of the next step for you? You know, was it? Uh, that promotion at Dairy Queen or did you move on from Dairy Queen then? Um, you know, what did you do then after you got the piece of paper? Yeah, so it was actually before um, I graduated. I was working, so I was double majoring and I was working full-time. Um, so I was working full-time at Dairy Queen in Napoleon, Ohio, um, and I was actually the um, assistant manager. as assistant to the owner. Um, and so I was running all the, the hiring, all the firing, all the scheduling. Oof. I did. I ordered all our uh, products. Um, so I, I was basically managing. I was in charge of all the day-to-day -day operations. Um, and so I was doing that, and I was just and I loved it. I loved it. Um, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed uh, buying and selling. Enjoyed managing the the people. Enjoyed managing the customer relationships. Um, so I was just praying about it and I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know what my next step is. You know, I've got less than a year here to, to finish my, my degree. You know, what, what do you have for me? Do I keep working at Dairy Queen? Do I, you know, explore other options? Um, and I didn't really have a clear answer at the time. So I kind of just told the Lord, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I, I'm planning to stay here, but if you have another direction for me to go, you need to bring that opportunity to me, and you got you got to open that door. Huh. Um, and it was probably—I'm not kidding—it was like three weeks after I had I had said this, and I had stopped praying about it because I was in my mind it was <laughs> it was done. Um, three weeks later, it would have been—I don't know what year it was. It was in November. It was right before Thanksgiving. I get an email from a family friend um, that ran that runs his own trucking business so he he's got a um, multi-million dollar company um, doing over the road trucking all across the country he reached out to me and said hey I've been praying about it we need to hire somebody um, to do some accounting and and some other stuff and your name keeps popping back up into my mind would you come in for an interview 
And I was like, well, Lord, I don't know if this is the <laughs> next opportunity or not, but I did tell you you had to bring it to me, so I'll, I'll go interview. <laughs> so I, I told him yes, and, and I, uh, I went in and sat down with them and had an interview and um, talked through some different things. And I uh, before I left, he said, well, if you want it, the job's yours. And so... I asked if I could have some time to think about it, and, and he said, yeah. So I, I prayed about it and, and thought about it and felt like God was saying, this is this is the next step for you. So it was, um, I think I started in February because he, he was gracious enough to give me enough time to train my replacement at Dairy Queen. Hmm. Um, so that took a month or so, a month or two. And uh, then I started there in February and would have graduated in the – that spring was when I graduated. So I actually already, I was already working um, full time then for them, um, training on on running their their finances basically for their company um, as I was finishing up my, my degree. That is such a cool story, man. That is awesome how you prayed and said, Lord, just open a door for me. And then literally you said three weeks later, boom, you get this email from a family friend and the Lord opens up that door for you. Um, that is awesome. You know, the Dairy Queen experience, I think, is awesome. It sounds like there was a lot of practical things you were able to learn there. And, you know, being uh, the assistant to the owner was awesome. You know, business-wise, you're able to experience pretty much every aspect of the business, you know, and running, you know, that day-to-day operations you had mentioned. So that is awesome. And then, yeah, just how you got. Uh, that opportunity and how the Lord directed you to, you know, that trucking company is uh, really an awesome, uh, awesome testimony as well. So you said that he emailed you about some accounting. Is that what you did then for the trucking company? Like you did kind of the accounting aspect or do you do like any logistics or? Um, so I was backup logistics. Okay. And uh, we had, um, a full-time dispatcher and then my boss uh, was also working full-time but he was the secondary dispatcher so the only yeah. time I really had to get into that was if they were gone um, gotcha so what I did was I yeah I, I managed um, all the, the finances basically the company all the bookkeeping all the accounting um, that was that was my area and then uh, because it's a small company, you do wear you know do wear many hats. So I had to to right. learn dispatching, and I had to learn some of the logistics stuff um, because I I did have to step into those roles on occasion. But for the most part, I I did I managed all the accounts receivable, all the accounts payable, all the bookkeeping, accounting, payroll stuff like that. Awesome. So, so then you were there, and what made you? You know, did you? That was the last position you had before your current position. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. That's correct. So, what kind of made so, you transition? You know, into yeah, the entrepreneur. Was that something you kind of been doing part time for a while, and then it became enough to do full time, um, or what? You know, kind of played into that transition for you. Yeah, uh, it definitely was not something I was doing. <laughs> uh, I, I had done some. I've, I've done some eBay selling, um, so I was doing that on the side, uh, just 
love the the buy and sell aspect of it. So I was doing some of that, but it wasn't really that profitable. Um, but I I had been there for two years, a little over two years, and was just praying and and was like, okay, Lord, this is a great job, great company, great people. I love the the people, but I'm I'm so bored. <laughs> and and I just I was really bored. The the day to day stuff. <laughs> I, I was just like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life, <laughs> mm. I, I, which was really hard because I loved the atmosphere. I loved the people and, and I loved the, the company, but I didn't enjoy the logistics business. It was not a business that excited me. It was not a business that I wanted to learn a lot more about. <laughs> um, you know, right. I just wasn't easy. It wasn't something that I I from a enjoyment standpoint, wanted to learn more about from a, you know, be more valuable standpoint. I definitely wanted to learn more. Um, right. So I was just same prayer again. I was like, Lord, you directed me here. It's a great job. You know, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm making more than, than I thought I would at, at this stage in my life. And, you know, huh. I, a lot of people would think I'd be stupid to give it up. So um, Lord, just, if there's something else out there for me, you know, you're going to have to bring it to me again because I'm not going to go looking for it. Um, so during, during that time, I got married to my lovely wife, Sarah, and uh, awesome. she was working at the Liberty Center Library. Now, she was doing uh, freelance writing on the side, so she already had that that going. Um, so then about, oh, I don't know, probably six or seven months ago, um, from now, I got approached by a business, a very successful businessman um, that I go to church with. Uh, gotten to know him a little bit over the years, just just from church, and and he approached me and and basically said, "Hey, I want you to come, you know, do some contract work for me. You, you know, you you could be a great entrepreneur. I want you to explore that, and I'll be your first customer. You know, I'll be your first hmm. client. I'll help you." Um, gain business connections. I'll help you, you know, grow your business, and I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be your first client and make sure that you know you're gonna you'll you'll at least have one one client with, with <laughs> enough money coming in to to support yeah. yourself for a little bit. So so I was like, wow, this is this is definitely a, a great opportunity. But it was also a very scary one because you know it meant giving up something that's very secure. And had had a good good secure you know visible future ahead to something that's completely unknown, and just but was definitely something that that was intriguing and exciting to me. So prayed about it. My wife prayed about it a lot and decided, uh, yep, this is this is what what we're gonna what I, I'm gonna do what what my next step is. So went went for it, and uh, that's kind of what brings me to where I am now. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. That is, wow, now both circumstances. It's, you know, stepping, taking a step back, it's really cool to see the Lord work, you know, in your career and in your life, you know, so far. And especially with these couple two instances with, you know, like just praying, hey, if there's something else for me, please just bring it to my lap or bring it to my attention. And, you know, this being a member from your church, you know, a connection that you had, and that's awesome, him willing to make that commitment to you, thinking that highly of you and providing this opportunity that if this is something that, you know, you and Sarah wanted to pursue, that it would be there, uh, you know, 
having that guarantee, the the one client is, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's definitely not as stable and secure as your previous position, but having at least that one guaranteed account and him being able to say, yeah, I'll connect you with other people and, you know, be able to help connect pieces of the puzzle for you. Um, that is huge. And that is so awesome that you have had this opportunity <laughs> to get started with the business. So I, I got to ask, do you have any other uh, clients besides the initial guy? <laughs> I do. I've got uh, awesome. four or five now, so, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, def- cool. definitely do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, so what do you guys do, like, you know, with just starting this business? And obviously you have connections with him, um, you know, and other professional connections that he has. But how else are you guys, like, are you guys open and, like, looking for, you know, more clients? And if so, like, how are you, uh, you know, prospecting? How are you doing that? Or is it more so, you know, just praying and, you know what, the opportunities are going to come and, the, you know, the Lord will provide us with clients and, you know, just performing your day-to-day activities and just hoping over time that slowly, um, you know, you're able to build up more of a client base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a, it's kind of split. So for the writing portion of, of the business, we are actively seeking new clients. Um, we, we already have some potential subcontractors in mind that we could use. Um, when we have too much writing that we can't do ourselves, <laughs> um, so that that we are trying to grow, we're trying to get more clients. Uh, we are in some negotiations with some for that. Um, that's been kind of tricky to try to figure out how to get clients. Um, for that, we've mostly been approaching clients online. Um, mm. There's some there's some writing websites out there um, that you can use to connect with with businesses that need writing work that you know maybe it's a it's an accounting firm and they don't want to you know none of the their people are skilled at writing the the blog posts on their website or you know they're trying people are trying to drive traffic to their website and they need help with um, getting getting listed higher on google when you know certain search with searches and stuff so so that we we have been approaching clients online um and we also have a connection uh, also through our church. There is a individual there that uh, he was doing some of this writing um, that we were subcontracting work from. Um, so we, we also get some work from him. Um, so for that, that side, we are trying to grow it. From the bookkeeping side uh, that I'm doing, I, I don't have a lot of extra time right now. I'm, I'm pretty much at my max capacity. Um, so I'm trying to figure out as we look to growing the business, um, I think my next step's going to be needing to train either an employee or a subcontractor that I could subcontract some of the work to, um, before adding more clients. Because if I add more clients, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be working more time, uh, than, than I want to. (laughs) Right. And. So, um, so that one's kind of in a, a standstill at the moment. We're not seeking new clients. I have, um, added, I have added one or two that, uh, I wasn't actively pursuing, but through different connections I had made, um, they approached me and asked if I would help them out. So, um, doing some 
bookkeeping and bookkeeping consulting for them. Um, so that that we're in the we're in the process of trying to figure out how we are going going to grow that side of it. Dude, that's all. I mean, that is a great problem to have. You know, like especially as an yeah. entrepreneur and just getting started, it's a great problem to say I have. You know, I and. It's a great problem to have, and I also think it's very wise of you to realize, like, I don't want to just work myself to the bones either. Like, I still want to, you know, this is the amount of hours I'm willing to work, and outside of that, you know, either I'm at my limited capacity or, you know, just trying to think how to grow and how to get other people involved with it as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that is awesome, you know, that you, you know, are able to have that perspective as well and realizing that you want to grow, but you want to do it smartly without, you know, just running yourself um, into the ground. So as far as, you know, your company, your business, you know, what is kind of like the five-year plan that you guys have? You know, I mean, I know you're just recently getting started, so I'm sure you're learning a lot. And again, trying to think about how to grow and, you know, potentially bringing other people on or what that looks like. But um, you know, so potentially five years might sound like, you know, a long ways out depending on, you know, like I'm sure how much again you've grown and just learned within, um, the short period of time already, but you know, maybe even like three years, like what does your three, five year mm -hmm. plan look like for you professionally? And then obviously that is tied in with the business as well. Yeah. So, so our five year plan at this point is, uh, we want to get to the point where, the business is, is I'm going to call it making passive income. So mm -hmm. I want to get it to the point where I have work, the work that I have that needs done. I subcontract, you know, a majority of it out, um, to people that, you know, I've, I've either trained in, and helped them, you know, kind of start their own subcontracting, um, business or, um, because the benefit of that is I don't have to pay them as an employee and I don't have to pay benefits and, and all that. Right. And so a lot of the, the services that we do, um, they could do on top of another job. So we have enough margin built into our, our profit margins that we could pay somebody to do some of the work. So the, the goal is to get to the point where for the a majority of the day-to-day -day work I'm not involved in and I have people taking care of it. Yeah. My wife has people taking care of the writing, but then we're still getting a significant amount of income from that. Um, and then we're able to not only support ourselves, but we can then pursue other business opportunities and, and we can gain more clients and pursue other avenues of, of businesses um, that, that we find interesting or that come along that, you know, different opportunities. Um, so basically I want to be free enough, um, that we can pursue some other opportunities and try to grow businesses in other areas, um, of, of business. Dude, that is, I got like goosebumps right now, man. <laughs> like, that is awesome. <laughs> that is so cool to hear about, you know, the dream and the, you know, I mean, that's part of, I love speaking to, you know, young business people, young entrepreneurs, uh, you know, just, yeah, the dreams and the possibilities are endless. And, you know, you're almost like struggling to put it into words because it's just, well, once you kind of get this steady flowing and like you had mentioned that passive income and you're able to support yourselves and then, yeah, look for another opportunity. And what is that opportunity? 
you don't know that right now, but you know, you never know what door that the Lord will open for you guys. And you know, mm-hmm. what will be the next step for you as you still have, you know, since you have planted the seeds in this business and wait for that fruit to grow, um, you know, and watch it as it's growing and, you know, just be able to get that to where it's passive income to support other opportunities and other adventures that you guys have going on. So that is awesome. Um, wow, that's inspiring for me. And I love that Christian love, love hearing your heart and your excitement in that. Yeah, definitely. And and there's so many opportunities out there and there's so many that, you know, I see and then I research and stuff and it, it either takes, you know, time, usually it takes time and resources, but right. um, it for sure takes at least one of the two. And uh, <laughs> so that way, if we can get, get it, to where it's a self-sustaining business where we're not necessarily involved heavily in the day-to-day, then that frees up time and resources to pursue other other things. So that that's really what, what I want to get to. That is awesome, man. So last question I have for you, question I end every single episode with, you know, you talk about this five-year plan, three- to five-year plan, you know, trying to um, – you know, yeah, get the business to be self-sustaining, that passive income. Three-year plan, five-year plan can sometimes be like overwhelming and potentially, you know, it seems so far down the road. So my question for you is, Christian, is what are you doing today? What are you doing on the day-to-day to, um, you know, for your dreams, to reach your dreams? What are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first and foremost, I do you know a lot of praying, a lot of praying, mm. um, trying to seek uh, the Lord and just what what opportunities He has for me because His opportunities are going to be way better than any that I find on my own. <laughs> mm. um, so just trying to to make sure I'm praying and listening and and not pursuing things. Um, that maybe I'm not supposed to be pursuing. Just, just, it takes me back to the baseball thing a lot. You know, that's something I really wanted, thought I was supposed to be pursuing and it just never worked out. And I'm at this point in time, I'm glad it didn't. Um, but I, I just, so that just is a reminder to me to, to make sure that I'm letting God lead me and not necessarily my plans and my purposes. Um, so that, that's kind of the first thing. The other thing, um, I'm trying to actively do is is surround myself with a lot of good mentors, um, a lot of good mm. business people, business leaders that have been down different roads and different seen different business cycles and and you know have grown their own business and etc. Um, I learned so much from them. I love talking to them. You know, picking their brains, getting their insights on things. Mm. Um, running new ideas by them. Well, what if we did this? How, you know, how would you approach this? Or, um, so that's, that's, I'm very blessed to have a lot of those in my life that, that I've got good relationships with. Um, and then I, I'd say the third is I do a lot of, I, I listen to a lot of, um, books, a lot of, you know, good, good podcasts, um, not not as many podcasts as I do books, but but I love Audible, and I'm always listening to um, business books. I'm reading business books, strategy, um, it, you know, trying to trying to grow my scope of of understanding of business, of leadership, of um, market cycles, and and different things that way. 
That is awesome, dude. Those are three fantastic ways to grow, man. Continuously seeking the Lord and the opportunities that He's going to lay out for you. I love, I love that. You know, His opportunities that He has for you is going to be much better than anything that you can think of. You know, and they're going to work out much better. Um, the mentors mm-hmm. is huge. You know, being able to have people do people just more experience. You know, when you're a young professional and you're a young guy, and um, you know, being able to gain that value from the insight that they have from, you know, multiple years, uh, probably decades, potentially even twice our lifetime, you know, um, you know, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like how much more wisdom do they have in 30 years than what, you know, the two of us may have in three years, five years, you know, whatever we do have. So, uh, mm-hmm. And then obviously reading and just trying to, you know, mentors, people you personally know, but also reading and listening and, you know, something on a larger scale as well. So that is awesome, dude. I am so excited for you, Christian. Um, this has been a fantastic interview. You know, I, I mean, I say that every single time, but this has been absolutely wonderful. I've learned so much about uh, you and what you're doing, but also how you are doing it. And I admire the way that you have just kind of taken a step back and you have taken a passive role within your career and said, Lord, you open the doors. And when you open those doors, I'll be ready to walk through them. Um, I mean, I think that's invaluable and, you know, it's just awesome to see, uh, you know, the way that you have approached that and how it is, you know, really worked out for you. So thank you so much for your time, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it has been an absolute wonderful interview and I wish you and Sarah, but nothing but luck, uh, you know, as you continue to grow your business. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the young pro show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, my personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.